0: For these maddening, unpredictable, quirky Steelers, when they have their backs to the wall, they seem to find their best selves. And maybe, just maybe, that's going to matter in the coming weeks. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. If you're into hockey slash baseball, I also offer Penguins slash Pirates daily shots every day. Hope you can check those out. This has become silly season as it relates to talking about the Steelers. First, things went really, really north, and everybody was... They were kind of into it, 11-0, yippee, extolling the virtues of pretty much everyone involved, especially Ben Roethlisberger. And then the team starts playing badly, even when it was winning, loses three in a row. It's the end of the world. No one can dance. No one can put anything on social media. And then the team wins, and then the team dances, and then everybody's talking about that stuff. Honestly, if that's your thing, this most assuredly is not your show. Uh, It's not my personality. It's not that I avoid those subjects. It's not that I find them cringeworthy or whatever. I just don't honestly believe that they're all that significant. Uh, I really don't. I think at the end of the day... The overwhelming majority of the public, including the sporting public, is more interested in what happens at kickoff on Sunday than they are in the latest soap opera or the latest narrative. So, again, don't hold this against me if and when I ever bring this stuff up because occasionally it will infiltrate something that matters to the actual sporting process. I'm just... There's people who just ride that stuff, you know, all of it, in either direction. And it's just, it's not me. I look at this team and, for the most part, see a really good, healthy group when it comes to the intangibles. Honestly, to see the way they responded, not just Ben, not just the wide receivers— not just T.J. Watt, not just Mike Hilton, the names you'd expect, to see how the whole group responded, roared back from down 24-7 to early in the third quarter to beat a team that had walked into Heinz Field with a 10-4 and record and needing, needing to win, that's... That's special stuff. I'm not prepared to let it go. And I'm not prepared, at least in my own little world, meaning just me, to allow it to get engulfed by Juju this and whatever that. It's just the stuff just doesn't do anything for me. Am I the only one? Like, this isn't trying to be highbrow or I'm better than this or better than that or whatever. It just doesn't do anything for me. I really genuinely don't care. If Juju's going to make a fool of himself, as he was doing when he was dancing on logos, whatever. Let the Steelers deal with that. I don't need to get upset about it. I, I honestly just don't care. I do care, as I noted after the cincinnati game when it gets him clocked the way he was by von bell who then acknowledged that he was looking for the 19 on the field that matters that's relevant if it gives the opponents to whatever extent you'd believe this anyway some additional fuel to beat the steelers okay that's dumb then stop it it's it's silly it's whatever But to talk about it endlessly. To get onto social media and prattle on about it endlessly. As so many people are doing like it's the only thing. I wonder what percentage of these people even watch the games, you know? Or are they just waiting to see what the latest reality show outcome will be? Like, I I remember in uh, Buffalo it was, Orchard Park, New York, where the Bills play. And I'm sitting there in the press box and I'm watching warm-ups and I'm keeping an eye on certain things that I need to monitor really from the Steelers' standpoint so that I could share it with uh, our readers of DK Pittsburgh Sports on our live game file. And the next thing I know, my Twitter feed starts erupting with... You danced on a logo. Oh my God! And I'm thinking, hang on a second. I'm actually in this stadium. I'm one of like, what is it? Like thirty people watching these warm-ups. It's an empty, seventy-three thousand seat stadium. There's no more than a couple dozen of us watching. And I'm thinking to myself, hang on a second. What am I missing here? What is the big deal? If it's not a big deal and it's happening literally right in front of my face and there's nobody around me in this press box who's going, hey, look, everyone, it's Juju dancing on the logo. Like, who cares? Who cares in either direction? I'm, believe me, I'm not taking Juju's side. The, the act was idiotic. It's just not that important. Here's what is important before I start falling into my own trap. This team, somehow, some way, demonstrates uncommon toughness. And it has done that all year. When it has not played well, and that's happened a lot, because I'll keep counting that out of the 15 games they've played so far, they have had two, count them, one, two complete efforts. And that was against both of the Ohio teams in Pittsburgh. Early route of the Browns, later route of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. That's it. But they kept finding a way to fight back. How they've managed to put this chemistry together... Unfortunately, I'm not as equipped to answer that as I would be in a normal year because, as you know, coronavirus keeps reporters out of the locker rooms. You can't really get in there and get the same vibe that you would from a Zoom call or having someone on the phone or texting them or whatever. But if you want to get at least some sense of it, some, listen listen to a little bit of what Eric Ebron told us yesterday on his call. I just think that whole day yesterday was super dope. Um, it was kind of like everything I've been taught throughout my career, you know, when adversity hits, you know, you grab it by the throat and you just choke it until, you know, it's, that's my Larry Fedora line, sorry. Um, and you just, you just, you know, fight and you fight and that day against that opponent, um, with hat and t-shirts on the line was just the ultimate way to, to, you know, closing out the regular season. That was pretty dope. So I'm happy for it. It was a dope day. I really don't know how it was, but I was so happy. See, here's the deal. I haven't been crazy about this guy. I haven't been crazy about his drops. I haven't been crazy about his passive, uh, borderline, non caring attempts to block people at the line of scrimmage. And honestly, even some of his persona, his off the field. It feels a little forced or disingenuine. And again, I I can't know, because I'm not in there this year. So I, I don't have the same vibe for teams that I'm usually able to share with you from being with them everywhere that they go, which I'm still doing. I'm still at every game. I'm over at practices. I'm at road games. I'm everywhere. But it doesn't matter. You're not around them. You're not in there with them. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes Warrior Alpaca Socks different is the alpaca. That's A-L-P-A-C-A if you're not familiar with the word. The alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, and warmer than wool. They come in all forms, hypoallergenic, all-day wear, Outdoor work socks, cozy bed socks, lightweight diabetic compression socks. They all look and feel great. Treat yourself to a pair of these at warrioralpacasocks.com. And this is important. Use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. There's no doubt that it's an unusual group. There are some players who are significantly older. There are some that are really young. There are some who act very mature. And there are others who are Juju and Ebron and that group. But that's the nature of an NFL team. The quarterback's 38 years old. I'm sure he doesn't know half of the references that his very, very young group of wide receivers make just in casual conversation. Never mind musical tastes, movies, TV, whatever. But they've got football in common. They've got competing in common. And for reasons I wish I could do a better job of relaying to you, they've got winning in common. That performance Sunday in coming back against the Colts the way they did. Yes, it was rooted in Ben finding his own confidence, which in turn was rooted in the coaching staff and everybody making sure that he had more protection. But it spread. It spread. Did you see Deontay Johnson dropping the ball? Nope. You saw him diving forward to make one of the better touchdown catches in the NFL this year. Did you see Juju beating himself up or wondering whether or not he'd made some kind of mistake with his dancing or whatever? No. No. He made a terrific adjustment at the last second to go to his left in Willie Mazing a ball for his own touchdown. Ebron, who doesn't do everything right, to repeat myself, had a hard, hard push to get across the line of scrimmage for his own touchdown. One thing the guy does is he puts up touchdowns, and that was the number one thing the Steelers wanted from him in trying to address some of their red zone issues from last year was a touchdown out of their tight end every once in a while. Ebron's been better than that in that area. What are their personalities like? How much do they dovetail? Really, when you get to football all that matters when it comes to analyzing something like this is whether or not there's a W up on the board at the end. And these guys to their credit have shown again and again and again, now 12 times, that they'll end up with that they'll end up with that W up there that's a pretty encouraging thing to have heading into what's probably a more wide open AFC playoff than most people realize i will take the team with that trait way more readily than i will a team that doesn't these guys have it these guys have it and it's a nice thing also nice to talk about football isn't it want to talk about football we could do that some more just one question comes up after this welcome back it's time for just one question and on daily shot of Steelers, that's always brought to you by personal injury law firm of Luxembourg Garbett Kelly & George, or LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, Elwood City. You can also just check them out online at lgkg.com or give them a call, 888 842 5454. LGKG is the name of the firm. Today's question comes from Nathan. Who asks why the Steelers keep waving? These promising young offensive linemen, the way they did with Fred Johnson, who's now the starting left tackle for the Bengals, and the way they did yesterday in losing Derwin Gray to the Jaguars. It's not a great look when it happens. But, and I'm not going to make a habit of doing this, but I'm going to share with you a little bit of background information here about Derwin Gray that might help explain this. Breaking a little news, if you will. Uh, Derwin's knees aren't in great shape. And the Steelers are aware of that. The Steelers are also aware that as he had shown a hard push, and he did at times. I was impressed with some of his run blocking in particular when he was able to get out on the field a week ago. It was all upper body. He wasn't able to get any lower leg drive at all. I hope for this kid's sake and his potential that he gets healthy uh, in Jacksonville. If he ends up suiting up for their last game, uh, good for him. Knees are a hard thing to heal. Uh, They have ended careers. It's not just about... uh, torn this or torn that. That's what generally we associate knee injuries with, and then we think, oh, fine, torn this. Well, let's just heal that up, and it takes X number of months to come back, and when you come back, everything's fine. Knees are a lot more complicated than that. There's a lot going on in there, and some of it actually is still, in modern medicine, unsolvable. I'm not saying that that's the case with Derwin Gray, but I'm saying that I have heard definitively, definitively, that that's the reason that the Steelers felt comfortable letting him walk. Now, I say that to you, but I also understand your general thought. I'd like to see the Steelers begin applying significant draft picks to the offensive line. It's overdue. They have a history of doing that, obviously. I mean, when you're talking about players, the pedigree of Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro still on your line. Think of the draft picks that were invested to get those guys. But more can be done and more needs to be done. We have not seen the best of Marquise or Dave this year. And at the risk of jumping the gun here with the NFL draft, which is still a long ways off, and being able to analyze what all positions are there, which ones are the strongest, my inclination at the moment, if someone were to ask me on the spot, what is the position that you'd isolate on for the Steelers? If it isn't quarterback for whatever reason, to throw another wrench into the discussion, I'd be looking at offensive line. That is the area the Steelers most need to put prime talent on. Look at the impact just that Kevin Dotson has made. Kevin Dotson's been a real player, by the way, a real find for a guy who was not a high draft pick, a rookie just walking onto the field. He's been really good. Why? Maybe for some of the same reasons that you liked what you saw of Gray. Just some youthful energy, some guys that are looking to knock some people back on their rear ends. That's good. They won't be as sharp technically, as their veteran counterparts, but they'll give you a different dimension. More Kevin Dotson, but of even greater pedigree. And if it sounds like I'm advocating for the next generational center, since that's how Steelers uh, management always does this, that you have to go from Mike Webster to Dermani Dawson to Marquise Pouncey. So be it. We'll see when that discussion comes around. But I, but I hear you. I hear you. The offensive line needs help and it needs youth. Thanks so much for that, and thanks for, uh, thanks to everybody for listening.